Hello, everyone. This is Terrence Channon, the Modern Customer Experience Podcast, where we cover all sorts of issues that relate to better interfacing with your customers and helping them have a successful journey along your relationship with them. Today, I want to talk about an experience I had with the food service delivery company called DoorDash. Not a shameless plug, not a sponsor, but a lot of very interesting customer experience lessons that once you kind of get through the noise, you can understand what it is that's making them successful. So for those of you that aren't familiar with DoorDash, it's a rapidly growing food service delivery company. You log into the app, you pick up your, choose your various food items and tell you, tell where where and when you want it delivered and it brings it your way. They've come under a lot of fire in a lot of different ways. Some of it more public in recent months where there was talks about how they were allocating the tips given to the drivers and delivery agents, which function as independent contractors, much like an Uber driver. And there was some questioning about how the funds were being assigned. The company maintained, look, we're doing this, and the drivers, delivery people are making the max amount of dollars. Though when they said it, it didn't really sound that way. That's a real difficult thing for people to, to swallow, even though they said, hey, you know, we, we are paying them what we need to. But people hear that. It just didn't sound right. More importantly, speaking with a lot of restaurant owners, they've had some problems with them as well. And the problems being that they don't really have these direct known deals in many cases with the restaurants, or so it doesn't seem. The menus on the app are often incorrect. Uh, DoorDash will call up and place a takeout order and then deliver it. However, sometimes things are ordered that are available on the DoorDash app that are not available anymore at the restaurant, causing all sorts of problems with the the order and the customer and the delivery. So I had a very interesting story the other day, and you, you talk about an organization that, despite some of its shortcomings, is really focusing on offering an improve and constantly improving, continuously learning customer experience. So. I've always been a fan of a variety of these food delivery services, and I've just never really used DoorDash before. And all of a sudden, I start getting bombarded with with emails in a very non-invasive way, if that's even possible, uh, bombarded non-invasively. And they were offering things, first 30 days, we're going to give you a free delivery fee. We're going to give you a big discount on top of the free delivery fee. DoorDash was actively investing in acquiring customers at a great expense to them. They're still paying for the food that they have to get and procure from the restaurant. They're still paying their drivers. Meanwhile, they're wiping out any of their revenue. And, and to what reason? Is it strictly a land grab or is it part of a broader learning experience? The, the land grab may have made sense if this one particular story unfolded very differently. And, and that would be the natural response to say, well, they just don't care. They're just trying to get people using it. But after what I went through recently, I said, hey, you know, they're, they're moving down the right path. And, and I, fortunately, I can't speak for all delivery services, but I think there are some very important lessons to be learned here. So on Sunday, I said, you know, let's uh, order in some breakfast, order some bagels from the, the local bagel place down the street. I guess we could have gone and, you know, drove and picked them up, but, you know, free delivery fee, try a new app, why not? And place the order. The The ordering interface wasn't really great. Uh, there were certain things like questions that, that I felt could have been answered as part of checking the box for certain sorts of products and food products. So I'd put them into the comments and, you know, example, the type of bagel wasn't available. Uh, the type of cream cheese wasn't really available. I know, real first world problems here, right? 
but that was a little tricky, but eventually got through it. And, you know, after paying attention to the shopping cart, was like, you know, I eh, have to remove this. They added double things. So, you know, customer experience-wise, we're already off to a bad start. And, you know, I, I should have known better. Uh, specified the delivery time for 9.45, shows up at 9.20. You know, first world problem. But if you have people coming over and the food's hot, you know, do you really want it sitting there for 30 minutes while you wait for everyone to get there? So far, we're 0 for 2. I right? had kind of a mediocre ordering experience and they already have not listened to the delivery instructions, which there was a specific call-in for, I already know or feel pretty pretty confident that there's going to be some errors in the order. And lo and behold, open up the, the order, and yeah, the, it was way off. And initially I thought, well, wait a second, he just must have mixed up the order, and, and that was where it was at. And they said, well, hmm, no, I looked at the email receipt, and then I saw where maybe the order could have gotten wrong, where the information wasn't transmitted properly through the systems or to the restaurant or to the driver. So it wasn't a function of grabbing the wrong bag at the restaurant or anything of that nature. And, you know, I immediately went into the app because I saw, you know, maybe there's a way to catch the driver or through the app and say, hey, I think I got the wrong thing. You know, can you go back and get it? That's obviously a big inconvenience for the driver. And there wasn't really a way to do that, but there was a way to kind of report your problem in great detail. Uh, the They kind of matched up your inquiry to the order. Uh, you could specify in a very detailed way about what was wrong with what and why. And at the end of the day, they offered uh, me a, a credit uh, to their app equal to about two-thirds of what I spent on the order. And I really wasn't too pleased with that. Uh, even though they said, well, we consider this closed. I wonder if I would have said no if they would have tried to up the ante and kind of doubled up, right? And they said, hey, you know, we'll try to buy you out. But I, I still wasn't pleased because I, I didn't want a $16 credit. I wanted what I ordered to be at, at my house when I wanted it to be. And I ended up looking up their 800 number. Again, take it, this is a Sunday morning. And I was on the phone with someone right away. Uh, they took the phone call. They talked through it. The customer service agent was very friendly, even asked me a lot of questions about what I encountered and what happened. And then the, a, a pretty much a 98% refund was offered, which I pushed back on. And you know they gave me the extra 17 cents. I said, look, let's just refund this whole thing and make it happen because I don't want credits. I just want what I order, which I'll gladly pay for. So then I thought, well, you know, hmm, well, this is terrible, right? If you look at it in a one thing perspective, geez, you know, the ordering experience was was not so great. The, the instructions weren't followed. It was the wrong stuff. But then I said, you know, maybe I will order from them again. You know, thinking back to the beginning of the, of the customer experience where they were able to, um, you know, send me messages to say, look, we want you to try this. We want you to use our product and get comfortable with it. And part of it is certainly they want to, share someone to their experience of delivering food, but more importantly, they want to get people into the mix so they can have enough data to say, hey, this is what's working and this is what's not. And and then you say, well, geez, you know, Sunday morning, someone answering the phone call within within 30 seconds or 60 seconds to kind of go in there and refund your your fees. I was impressed by that. And and part of it is you say you know, well, why couldn't they get the order right? Why couldn't they get the menu right? Why can't the app be better? These are all things that ideally should have been 
lock, stocked, and barrel before maybe they went to market. But that's really not how things work. Bugs come out, especially as masses test things and companies are pushing the envelope on the products and services they offer. But this is a company that is absolutely trying to learn as much about its customers, its end customers as possible, and identify problems in their processes, and then to address them and provide the resources that they have to make sure they're addressable. It's one thing to offer free delivery fees and burn lots of money on that. It's more to spend a lot of money staffing a a call center on weekends that's going to answer your call within 30 seconds and help you address your problem. That's a very expensive proposition for them. You may argue it's bad business, giving away your product and then servicing it at a high level, taking up a lot of time and resources. But they are looking in the world of accountability and responsiveness. And I think these are two really critical points to kind of look at when you're servicing your customers. Can you be accountable? Can you be responsive when things are not going well? I think it's in most cases, in most businesses, everyone wants to win. The customer wants what he or she paid for and delivered according to what he or she wants. And the selling company wants to make a happy customer, generate referrals, and get compensated handsomely for bringing that customer in so that they can continue to sustain their business. So with the exception of some few bad actors, most things everyone wants to see everyone win. And it's very easy to have that happy mindset and and be succeeding together when everything goes smoothly. If the delivery was perfect and the driver got a nice tip and they charge their delivery fee and everything went smoothly, you know that's a great cause for celebration. It's when things don't go to plan. It's when things fall behind schedule. It's when there's a, a bug in a piece of software that's delivered. It's when something doesn't meet expectations of the customer. That's when accountability and responsiveness really come to play. And that's where organizations need to really commit their time and energies to, to be prepared to have the infrastructure, to have the support that when things go south, they can be responsive in a very quick manner. And that's something that I really hold true very personally. And in my organization, in my professional services, my job is to be accessible to clients almost at all times and be responsive. Um, So I invest in infrastructure and a lot of help to make sure that we can deliver the work that needs to be done uh, we can, me as a, as a principal of the organization doesn't have to have my head in the sand to look around and say, hey, you know, I'm busy right now. I can't take this. And that accountability and that responsiveness really makes a, a big difference, both in terms of building the relationship as well as giving you more opportunities to learn where when things go bad, it's very tempting to kind of hole up and to kind of look away and say, yeah, well, we'll just pretend it didn't happen. We'll get through this. We'll deal with it tomorrow. When things are bad, make a commitment to be at the front line, make a commitment to have the infrastructure to support things when things go bad, because that's when the activity, that's when the time drains happen. When things are going great, everyone's happy and paying attention, living in their own world. And if you're available and you're there when things are going south, not only will that buy a lot of trust and and cooperation from the client, even if things didn't go perfectly, it'll provide a lot of new learning experiences to either say, you know, I know we can make our processes better. I know that we can we can improve how we interface with the customers. I know we can now, here's a problem that we can address in the future. And by addressing it now, it won't be a problem tomorrow. So learn and improve 
and have the resources and capacity to do that. And then from there, it becomes very likely to thrive and to get the support you need to thrive from, from customers, from your staff, from, from even investors if you're going down that path. This is Terrence Channon, the Modern Customer Experience Podcast.